out the corner of my eyes, I saw this creature, which was uh, over six foot tall, with feathers. It, it just looked like a giant bird, but yet a man. Hi everybody, this is Jacob. This is Mothboy Matt. And this is Mothboy Michael. And this is Mothboys, a podcast on cryptids, conspiracies, and the unknown. Unknown. What is up everybody? Season two. That's right. Season, we're still in it. We're still here. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Uh... Season two, episode two, wow! Of season two, yeah. yeah. How long was I'm, the first? How long was the first season again? Fifty-three, fifty-four episodes. Like there's, two and a half years. There's like, there's like there's like five or six good ones in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, yeah, I like I like how we're probably the only podcast where the first season was literally like t- a little over two years long. I also like that we were li- <clears throat> we were literally just like. Uh, do you want to do a new season now? We're just like, yep, let's do it. Let's, why oh, not? shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Yeah, let's yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It just felt right. Mm-hmm. So do you think that um, we should probably kick this off with an overview of Cryptid Bash? What do you think? I don't know. First, Mike, uh, how, how, how's, how's your life? Oh, my life. Um, my life is pretty good, man. I have no complaints. Um, there's no- <laughs> <laughs> we have a laugh track. Oh, thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, so how's crypt- how how Cryptid Bash? This thanks. is gonna quickly turn into like the, the what was it, the Howard Stern show? <laughs> we're gonna go, we're gonna go, Baba, Baba Booey, Baba, Baba Booey. Booey. That was actually pretty good. That was that was pretty funny. You could do you could do that every time I talk. You know? Yeah, it, <laughs> you know. Uh, Who cares what you have to say? Yeah, it's just true. Hey Matt, um, cri- how's Cryptid Bash, Matt? Oh, dang. oh, it was a whole lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we should go over that. I think. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I thought you were Jake. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna insert something right no, there. No, That's I, why I said it kind of sarcastically. Yeah, it was baller. Um, yeah. It was. It was totally, totally. Um, there were so many people. Um, Did it sound like this? Yeah. And you get a shirt, and you get a car, and you get a car, and it's you solid. get a car. <laughs> Jesus, this goes oh, still, way it's still too going. Long. It's still going. It's still going. That's a thirty-six it's, it's, second clip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Cryptid Bash was great. Uh, we had we had about seven hundred people throughout the day from beginning to end. Yeah, there was an ass ton yeah. of people. Yes, thank you for coming out, everybody. Uh, it was awesome, more than we expected. Um, so yeah, it was amazing. Thanks yeah. to all the vendors and the artists and the musicians and Greenbrier right. Belly. So and the Dominion Post, of course, for sponsoring us. It was awesome. Yeah, it it, it was it was it was honestly not just because we we did it, but like we uh that was like one of the best like cryptid paracons that I have been to. Yeah. 
And that's just that's 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 it's just that's the not truth because we you know? threw it. Yeah, it is. There was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. There were awesome vendors. Everyone was smiling. Everyone was having a good time. Uh, and all, all of the vendors sold tons of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yep. And and so it was just an all around success. Um, yeah. And uh, can't wait for next year because we're definitely doing it next year. Yeah. We're booking Sugar Ray yeah. next year. Yep, Sugar Ray. That's right. And Shaq too. And they're Mark not going to be singing solo act. No, he's not even singing. <laughs> he's just he's just doing a podcast panel on Ghost. Oh my gosh! Yes, that would be perfect, actually. So yeah. So Mark uh, McGrath, come out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Um, but um, you guys would still want to know about my life, or uh, what was your favorite moment at Cryptid Bash? Oh, we'll do that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It was all just like it was. It was seeing seeing. Jay Hatfield and Captain Catfish. Yes, it was amazing. They're 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 brilliant. And just seeing uh like hanging out, hanging out with everyone, people we don't get to see often. Um and uh I think also after even after uh like a lot of us went out to uh Morgantown Brewing Company and we just drank and laughed with each other and it was awesome it was such a it was such a spectacular and like memorable event Mm -hmm. um but yeah mike what was your highlight Mm. my highlight of cryptid bash 2021 was walking down the street and eating at subway for lunch yeah that was pretty sick i ate at jimmy john's there you go you're welcome more of a jimmy john's guy you're welcome everybody wow that's a yeah (laughs) yeah wow <laughs> now, that, I'm just glad to see Mike's really embraced being a, a Morgantown resident. Yeah. He just goes to all these fine dining I, establishments. I could have gone to I could have gone to Walmart and just bought some microwavable stuff. You know what I mean? But <laughs> well, what about that Walmart popcorn chicken, Mama? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that shit. Uh, Jake, how's your life been? Oh, you know, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, stressing about this uh, this episode. It's understandable. It's a big one for for it seems like months now. Yeah, yeah, years well, now. Yeah, we've been putting we've been putting it off for fucking years. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, this I is a big know. one. So I'm nervous. Here we go. Also, sorry, Miss Cryptid Bash. If yeah. anybody wanted to meet me, I do apologize. Uh, I should be at the uh, the Mothman Festival. Hell yeah! So if you want autographs, I will be there. And for a charge, you can get one of my uh, headshots. Three hundred dollars this, this year, I think. You know, I, I think since I was charging what twenty to forty in twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah, you were. We've gotten it's really been a couple of years. We've gotten really popular. That's yeah. true. Back then, we had like no audience. Yeah, we. So we, now we that have. we actually have fans, I feel like you can charge at least a hundred. Right. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that, Jake. Okay. Cool. So if you want to meet me at Mothman, a hundred dollars. <laughs> I also want to give a uh, a little shout out to everybody for listening to our last episode, the first episode of the season. Mm-hmm. So I think that was pretty. Yep. That was a high number episode for us. Yeah, broke records. Yeah. Broke records. Smashed mm-hmm. records. Smashed them. It's funny because like these past episodes, you we, you you can tell we're picking up more and more speed because each episode breaks a fucking record. We've yeah. been breaking records like our each episode for like a month now. Yeah, has been breaking the previous record. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Here you go, Jake. You ready for this? Uh-oh. So, Mothman, baby. Okay. Ah! So, I have, 
Mothman's name was Indrid Cold, and he liked chapstick. <laughs> they do a festival about Mothman every year, and they invited the Moth Boys in 2019 and 2021. Mothman is scary, and he predicted uh, Russian um, nuclear disaster. Russian the stuff. End. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Ooh, episode Ooh. two. That was Ooh. stressful, huh? Wow. Was that good? That was, that was good, very in-depth. Yeah, that was really right? good. I think I, like that. I think all okay. the serious investigators are gonna love that one. Mm-hmm. He did he did <laughs> Russian <laughs> he did Russian stuff. <laughs> Mothman is scary and he did Russian stuff. And he likes chapstick. And chapstick. And he killed Richard he killed Richard Gere's wife. Laura Linney. No, that's not who that was. Deborah Messing. No, no, it's a Deborah Messing. Yeah, it was from Deborah Will Messing. And Grace, my favorite show. Yeah, that's Will and Grace. Hell yeah. Uh, so the legend of the Mothman is perhaps I would say the most popular uh, story of an unknown creature. Mm-hmm. I think Agreed. that's fair. Agreed. Well, creatures like Bigfoot, Yeti, and the Loch Ness monster um, were what many thought of in the past when the word cryptid is mentioned. It definitely has been replaced with Mothman. Ask any random person about cryptids, and you'll get two responses. The first is a look of confusion or disgust, (laughs) followed by the person trying to leave the awkward conversation as quickly as possible. Uh, The second response you get when you mention cryptids is someone saying, oh, you mean like Mothman or some other variation, but it always comes back to Mothman. That is why we are covering this topic now. Not because we think we are ready to have an in-depth discussion on all the nuances and craziness that surrounded uh, Mothman. Instead, we're simply striking when the iron is hot. Uh, thanks to Fallout 76, mm-hmm, YouTube, mm-hmm. and Riverdale, mm-hmm. uh, in hopes of getting huge listener numbers and the te- attention we so desperately crave. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's there, a, that's... I lower the expectations. There I lower the expectations right there. You it's heard... just a desperate ploy to get likes. You heard it here, people, okay? This is what we're about. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, uh, we love Mothman, and like thousands of others, it's what got us into the field. Hell yeah. uh, and actually, the Mothman yep. Festival, most know by now, because I think we mention it every other episode, uh, was where we decided to do the podcast for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So if Mothman was really a harbinger of doom, I think he would have came back to life to warn, pe- warn people about our podcast. So I'm <laughs> yeah. not- yeah. I'm not I'm not buying that uh harbinger dude. So listen. I'm ready to go there. Chapstick. Yeah. Don't you know what's you know, you know you know how the Mayans talked about Doomsday? They were fucking talking about moth boys. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been asked to do this by almost all our listeners, and we have been terrified um that we wouldn't be able to pull it off. Uh mm-hmm. what I will be covering in these next two episodes is the tale of Mothman and all the strange things that went with it in the area of Point Pleasant, West Virginia in 1966 and 1967. I know there's been a long history of winged creatures in the area, and I also know of all the high strangeness that happened in West Virginia in early 1966, including Injured Cold, mm-hmm. which we covered last episode. Yep, yep. Go listen yep. to it if you haven't yet. Yep. Uh, we have hot mm-hmm. takes. However, um, what we're going to mainly focus on is the events that started in November 1966 up until the collapse of the Silver Bridge in December 1967. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and while a good portion of this will be dedicated to Mothman, to get a full picture of everything, um, I felt it was necessary to cover all the other weird things happening in Point Pleasant at the same time. And lastly, John, while John Keel is a very important part of the story, and his name will pop up a bunch, I am going to stick to those events that happen only in and around Point Pleasant. Um, if we followed everything else that was happening to Keel during the Mothman prophecies, um, yep. this would be even more long than it already a, is. It would last so. a thousand hours. So right. yeah, we're just going to focus exclusively on Point Pleasant, West Virginia and the surrounding areas. Which I find kind of hard because we can't focus on anything. So this is going to be, no. this is going to be something else. Yeah. yeah. All That's right. why I had all these disclaimers at the start, because people are always going to be like, oh, why didn't you mention all this with John Keel? Oh, why didn't you mention this? I just had to get it all out of the way. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, that's a good so, idea. So with that rant, let's just get started. Uh, so I know to many, the story begins on November 15th in Point Pleasant. And I know this is controversial, but in recent years, it's become more common knowledge. Um, but we're going to start on November 12th, 1966. Uh, Kenneth Duncan and four other men were digging a grave for his father-in-law in Reamer Hill Cemetery near uh, Clendenin, West Virginia, which is around... Hey, Jake, you said um, Mr. Duncan. Is that the owner of Duncan Donuts? Is that who we're talking uh, about? Duncan, Duncan Hines. Yeah. Duncan Hines. Okay, yeah, got you, it. You got... You got you, <laughs> Duncan Donuts, Dr. Like my Duncan th- Hines. Yeah, you're pretty close. Duncan Hines is like my fourth favorite dessert, just eating this frosting out of the thing. <laughs> Duncan Donuts is number five. So you were close, but you're a okay. little off. Uh, a little off. Damn it. Okay. But Duncan Hines has been uh, burying. Um, he was bit making a grave for his father-in-law. He claimed to see a man-like figure that flew out from some nearby trees and glided low over their heads. Uh, these other mm. men did not see the creature before it flew away, but Kenneth said that the brown creature was in sight for about a minute, and that it didn't look like any kind of bird. Uh, it seemed to be humanoid, like a man with wings. So that was mm-hmm. November 12th. So it uh, swooshed okay. down at him, probably screeched or did something, right? And yeah. then it flew off. It's like, right. I thought this was Tim Hortons, not Dunkin' Donuts, and then flew away. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn you, Duncan Hines! <laughs> yeah. This is not the Betty Cracker That's funeral. <laughs> but oh, this is, good. like, you said this is common. Like, this used to be controversial. But I think, right. like you said, even the museum says it's the first sighting now. They, yeah. they mention it, at least. Yeah, I bought that t-shirt that's, like, the cool, like, tour t-shirt. And it says all the dates he's been seen. And it starts off with a Clendenin at the top. Okay, so and uh, and in in past, I've I've thought that it was always the initial report, that first one that everybody knows about. But I've since I think it, that that graveyard one is important. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a good thing to to talk about. And you said that for the sure. Mothman in this was brown, yeah, brown creature, it, it, sight in sight okay. for a minute. Didn't look like a bird, um, humanoid yeah. man with wings. Okay, yeah, that might be a good. I mean, that that's a. I think it's kind of cool. It's like sets a it sets a mood for the whole thing too. They're like burying this body and like this creatures. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's cool. It's kind of a cool story. That would be a sick cold open and like a and a movie right before like the title right. screen happened. It set up that right. scene. It, uh, right, exactly. Beautiful. Because yep. you got the cemetery with Mister Duncan himself. Yes, Mister Duncan <laughs> Hines sponsor us. <laughs> what what's what's another what's what's that actor's name Duncan. Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones. Uh, I don't. What's that? Something Duncan, right? Is he the guy that? Is that David Bowie's son? Was that Duncan Jones? 
Oh, yeah, that is David Bowie's son. He the directed. guy that directed Moon. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Jake. That was good. God, I'm smart. Uh, so <laughs> what else can I say? I'm a genius. Uh, so three days after that uh, cemetery sighting, two couples, Linda and Roger Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallet, had probably the most famous encounter with the Mothman. Yeah, this is one everybody knows about here. This is, this is the one. If you know Mothman, this is right. it. This is where all the iconic images really come from, honestly. Uh, Mm -hmm. So basically the TNT area was the hangout place in Point Pleasant. Every small town has one. Ours was a gas station. uh, (laughs) And it just so happens uh, in Point Pleasant, Mm -hmm. their hangout area was an abandoned power plant slash World War II ammunition (laughs) bunker. Uh, not creepy. I don't know if I'd be caught dead hanging there. I know. Like, uh, but- what are you guys doing Friday night? We're going down to the uh, the, the TNT area uh, to, I don't know, what do they call it? Make out? Snore some asbestos. <laughs> Make out ridge. Make out ridge, man. Yeah, so yeah, the TNT area basically was where people would go drink, party, make whoopee. <laughs> and uh, I guess a little drag, drag race. I, I read a lot of things about people drag racing in the TNT area. That's so awesome. Oh, yeah. So so it's just like a bunch of horny ass fucking young folks just like boning each other and street racing. So like it sounds Fast like, and the yeah. Furious. Yeah. They should make like a prequel. Paul Walker like Vin Diesel. Yeah. Fast and the Furious 1966. And it yeah. takes place in the. Uh, With Ludacris. And. Um, I don't know who else. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Tyrese Gibson. Yep, Tyrese. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on the night of November 15th, around 11.30 p.m., the couples, uh, they drove out to the area looking for friends, uh, but the area was dead that night. Roger Scarberry, he was the one who was driving, so he continued to drive through the areas in hopes of finding some people to hang with. They found nobody, so they kept driving, and then they stopped at the abandoned North Power Plant. Yeah. They suddenly saw two large red eyes, which reflected the light from the car's headlight. Steve noticed it first and pointed it out to the group. Hey, guys, look at that over there. Actually, that's exactly what he said. (laughs) My note said, in a derpy voice, hey, guys, look right over there. So... God, man, yeah. you're you're just so knowledgeable. Knows, I don't know. I'm, Terry yeah, Terry Tibbs I'm is rubbing guy. off yeah. on you. No, yes, he is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he Steve noticed it first and pointed it out to the group. That is when they are said to have noticed the glowing red eyes belong to a strange creature. They claim to have seen a gray man-like figure with wings go around the corner at the old power plant. They said that the creature didn't run, but it wobbled like it couldn't keep its balance. Yeah. Linda described the creature as having uh, fiery red eyes and a body like a man, but with wings. They said the creature was about six to seven feet tall uh, with the wings folded against its back. Half man, half monster. Linda was checking it out. She said, you could definitely see the muscle in its legs. <laughs> so it was half man, half monster. All hunk. Yes. 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 He, Mothman does not skip leg day. Uh, let's no, just say not. that. According to this. Uh, no. So basically scared shitless. They quickly, that's in the notes too. That was in the Mothman prophecies. He, uh, John Keel said they were scared shitless and they quickly <laughs> drove off onto Route 62. Linda yelled for Roger to hurry. The couples then saw the creature on a hill by a large billboard as they went around the curve. It spread its wings and went straight up into the air. Oh, man. So, oh, this reminds me of a scene from like, uh, 
Reign of Fire with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh-huh. And he's like oh. fighting dragons and shit. Okay. <laughs> Matt always has to bring it back to yeah. dragons. He really does. I respect man. the hustle. I really yeah. do respect the hustle. Um, so <laughs> Please, someone listen to that episode. But basically, it was on the billboard. It spread its wings and went straight up in the air. Uh, they were all terrified and kept yelling for Roger to go faster. The creature began gliding back and forth over the back end of their car. Linda said, we didn't know what it was. I don't think we've ever been so scared. As they went along a straight stretch of road, they were going too fast, too furious at over 100 miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? The creature's even more fast, even more furious, and it kept up with them the whole time. That's awesome. Man. So that's just terrifying. That There's is. a creature Whoa. just gliding 100 miles per hour with chiseled legs. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> the imagery is powerful, man. <laughs> with He's not even using him to run. He's just, uh, he keeps getting ahead of him just so he can show off his legs. Yeah. Maybe that's why he was wobbling. He was wobbling because he just did a leg workout. <laughs> he, was, he was sore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they were going 100 miles per hour. The creature was still able to follow them. They saw it in the back window and saw the shadow go across the car as it flew. They couldn't get away from it. They were only able to get away from the creature when they reached the edge of Point Pleasant. The creature disappeared, veering off into a field as they went into town. Hmm. So, they escaped it. They're good. They're grand. They outran the beast. So they uh they went into the TNT area looking for a party, but they didn't get what they expected, did they, boys? They got a drag race though. <laughs> they did. That's they true. Got a sick ass drag race with yeah. an alien. With an alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they stopped at the local Dairyland as they tried to figure out what to do next. Linda suggested that they go to the police, but Steve and Roger thought they'd just be laughed at, and they wanted to go back to make sure this thing was still there first. They started driving back, but then they were too afraid to do that, so they turned around. As they were turning around, they saw a large dead dog laying along the road, uh, which was gone when they went back again later. According to the couples, the winged creature jumped out as they passed where the dead dog was, went over the top of the car, and went through the field on the other side and just stared at them. Oh, man. I'm shitting my pants right now. Uh, (laughs) That's horrifying. (laughs) Yeah. So do do you guys think that it killed this dog? Well... Mm-hmm. Or do you think that some some someone just fucking hammered out of their mind, hit a dog, and then oh, felt bad and picked they, it up they, on the way? I'm going to say they probably hit the dog when they were going 100 miles per hour, and they're like, and oh, they're it, like was, yeah. "It was the Mothman." It was the Mothman, guys. He killed the dog, and it's like there's tire tracks on it. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> those look like Chevy tire tracks. Aren't you driving a Chevy? <laughs> no, I don't even know what that is. No, this is a this is a. I don't know any other cars. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a gear. I'm not a gearhead. Yeah, oh, this is man. not a PT cruiser. Uh, uh, so yeah, they they drove back in the town. They parked at the diner and they contacted the police. The teens told their story to Deputy Millard Halstead. Um, they told the police what they saw: the large winged creature, eyes glow red. They described it as a flying man with ten foot wings. Halstead didn't believe them at first, but he knew those kids weren't troublemakers, and he saw that they were genuinely terrified, so he actually went out to investigate their story. They went Hmm. back to the TNT area with a deputy. Deputy shined a spotlight across the area, including the tree lines. 
Uh, according to the witness statements, they also did see the creature again just jumping behind the car quickly. But when the uh, spotlight went on him, it was gone. Man. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're, like, maybe the, they're just... They're like, look at the look over there, officer. Oh, you dang kids, there's nothing even there. It's like one of those things. <laughs> you missed it. You missed oh. it. Uh, so they went to the TNT area. The deputy investigated. He didn't really want to do it because he was also scared. They didn't really see anything. Uh, the deputy didn't. But the couples, they said they saw shadows and some dust kicked up while they were sitting in the car. They left the TNT area and uh, stayed together. Because they were too scared to uh, sleep uh, separate. They didn't want to go back to their house. So they all piled into Linda's trailer and slept with the lights on. Holy I don't know if they were sleeping. I don't know if they were sleeping. Wink, wink. Yeah. Wink, wink. They're getting each other pregnant and shit. Yeah. They're like, we went out to the TNT area to to make Whoopi. And we're going to do it rather than Mothman wants us to or not. Right. See, they, they they did it all for the nookie and to race each other. And, you know. <laughs> if only Mach we could Man. fly. <laughs> so that is the the big, that's the most popular one. Right. That's the one right. everybody knows. I don't know why I spent so much time on it if everybody already knows it. I love that. I love that encounter. It's horrifying, really. That's a, yeah. that's another one that sets kind of an image in your head a little bit. You know what I mean? It kind of, the details. That could also be a cold open. Yeah, it could be. I mean, the detail is so great in that that it's just like, uh, yeah. I just, I've, I've always loved that story. It's, it's so weird. And then in the book Mothman: The Facts Behind the Legends, they have all the witness statements, and I read all four of the couple's witness statements that were like written separately, and mm-hmm. they were all almost identical on it. Yeah. So, yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that is. That's awesome. On November 16th, the Point Pleasant Register uh, ran the first article uh, with the title. Couple C, man size, bird, creature, something. Yeah, that's the best. That's yeah. my favorite. That's yeah, so, that's, I like that one. That's yep. what they should just call it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that basically kicked off the pandemonium in the area. Uh, and the thing I saw that was really interesting in that book as well is the um, event even made it to the paper that was given to service members in Vietnam. So wow. this was such a weird story. They put it in the paper that they sent over to Vietnam and That's it, it awesome. reached worldwide. Huh. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that happened. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, basically, the name Mothman, uh, the first time it was seen uh, was in November 17th, 1966 from the Herald Dispatch in Huntington, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Their title said, Bird, Plane, or Batman? Mason uh, Countyans Hunt Mothman. Hmm. It was just named that to capitalize on uh, Batman was really popular at the time. That's when the Adam West show was out. The comic was popular. Mm-hmm. So they started just like, oh, Batman, Mothman, uh, even though it had no relation to a moth at all. Right. Uh, right. And in my research, other things I saw were man-sized bird, the thing, creature, monster, bird-like creature, winged <laughs> monster, bird monster, bird or the bird. Or something. <laughs> the bird. Uh, I guess Mothman stuck because it wasn't just like a variation of bird and monster. It yeah, was sure. moth and man and half human, half monster. That's pretty pretty scary. Uh, some other papers just started eventually using it, and then that's how it became Mothman. R- 
Right. It almost sounds like a superhero name, kind of, doesn't it? Or like Hawkman. a bad guy or like a villain or something. That'd yeah. be a super villain. That'd be like a villain of yeah. the week, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's super cool. So the evening on November 16th, the TNT area was full of people trying to find the creature uh, because of the headline in the paper. Marcella Bennett, who I think that might be who's in our intro. Okay, yeah, I think so. I think it might be yeah, Marcella yeah. Bennett. Yeah. Um, so Marcella Bennett, her two-year-old daughter, Tina, her brother, Raymond uh, Wamsley, and his wife, Kathy, were going to uh, visit relatives that lived near the TNT area. According to John Keel, the group first noticed a weird, large red light in the sky on the way, and they were confused on what it was. Hmm. So that's a UFO sighting right there. And in the book, John Keel was very uh, sort of rude and snide. He's very snide in the Mothman prophecies. Like, uh, <laughs> he's just being honest, right? And now. he's oh, and yeah. he's always like commenting on women's appearances and stuff. It's 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 really interesting. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, um, he said that they're the only ones who noticed the light in the sky. Cause all the hunters were too dumb to look up in the sky. Uh, so they saw the wow. UFO. They arrived at the residence of Virginia Thomas, who is Marcella and Raymond's sister. Okay. But Virginia's three children were the only ones home at the time. So they sort of just like, oh, we don't want to hang out with kids. Uh, so they said their goodbyes and Marcella started walking to the car and then she saw the Mothman. The the thing. What was the, the bird? Thing. The bird. The, man the beast, bird man. The bird monster. The bird what man. Bird is made out of monsters. Something. Um, uh, so she said she saw the creature out of the corner of her eye as she was unlocking the car door, and that it stood up from behind the parked vehicle. She first saw men's legs, which looked to be covered with gray feathers. She didn't talk about the muscular. Uh, I don't know how leg. muscular the legs are in this. There's well, too much uh, feathers on the, oh, on this the one. legs this okay. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it had its wings drawn in toward the body, and its head was tilted sideways and sunken into the shoulder area. Ooh. Uh, Marcella uh, described the creature as over six feet tall, like a giant bird, but yet also... A man. Uh, a man. I'm trying uh, to get. I'm trying to do the voice. I can't. I, I don't like our our thing. Can you do it, Matt? Yeah, that, was, that was good. Uh, yeah, Matt. Do your impression of man. Marcella Bennett. It's like a uh, bird, but a man. Yep. That sounded yes. But right. also Beautiful. a man. <laughs> Something. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it was a, a giant bird, but also a man. Uh, Raymond and his wife Kathy. They were both very frightened, and they kept yelling for Marcella to run. But Marcella was paralyzed by fear. When Marcella finally managed to turn around, she took only a few steps towards the house before falling to the ground in state of shock on top of her daughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. This, sto- this story terrifies me. So she so was laying on top of her daughter? She was paralyzed in fear. What you see a lot, people were paralyzed by the, the Well, good the thing she eyes. had her daughter... Good thing she had her daughter to cushion the fall. <laughs> to brace the fall, yeah. Um, poor Tina. She has a, a rough go of it, her daughter. Um, so she fell on top of the daughter, and she was unable to get up as if she was in a trance. Wow. Uh, Marcella heard the flapping of wings as she was trying to run, but she just... Couldn't. She just stood there with on the ground with the kid. Uh, so eventually, Raymond, he grabbed Marcella and the child, and they went into the house quickly. Uh, they locked the door and called the cops. Wow. This is where, this is the scariest part for me right here. Okay. The group also stated that once they locked the door, the creature got on the porch and was staring with its red eyes through the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- that that is That's my favorite horrifying. Mothman story. Yeah. 
Jesus. Yeah. But listen to me. Listen to this, boys. This is what I would do. Here's here's my thought. She falls on her daughter, uh, paralyzed. You know what I would do at yeah. that point? I would have pretended to take a nap. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just lay there and just close sleep. your eyes and pretend to sleep. Everything's okay. You know what I mean? If you're napping. Well, playing possum. Yeah, you're possum. Exactly. See, I would just release my bowels. <laughs> no, no one wants to fuck with someone yeah. who just shit themselves. That's true. Like, That's true. There's nothing worse than some soggy, shitty pants. <laughs> like... Not that I know from experience. Well, also, Jake, 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 you do. You kind of do. Jake, you could pull out a combo move. You could shit your pants and then I pretend to nap after because it's so exhausting doing it all. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old classic dump and nap. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had those in our days. Oh, yeah. Still do. Still do. Um, so, what you're saying is, is Marcella, is she just pretend to. Uh, she, she shit her pants yeah. and then napped. Naps, yeah. It would have been yeah. safer. It would have turned. It would have turned around and walked right away. I think. Yeah. And there probably would have been no more sightings. The Mothman would have been so grossed out. I hate he human beings. Back to Point this, is Pleasant. Dis- this is disgusting. I'm out of here. Yeah, he was just going to. Uh, he was just going to uh, Uranus. There it is. <laughs> oh boy, you did it. Yep, that was the thing. <laughs> so uh, that is insane mm-hmm. um those are the two i think most people are yeah. familiar with those are the mm-hmm. two big ones those are the two best I, ones well, yeah i think really. those are it's all downhill but. i think it's those two and then everybody knows about the mothman prophecies with richard gear those are the three big stories yes <laughs> and what we covered at this we yeah. covered at the start <laughs> right mothman <laughs> likes chapstick in russia that's it the end uh, <laughs> uh, so throughout the whole month of november more and my, more sightings were trickling in uh, most of these were covered either in the Point Pleasant Register or the uh, Athens Messenger, whose reporter, uh, Mary Heyer, had uh, an office in Point Pleasant. Mary Heyer uh, kicks she, ass, man. Yeah. She's probably the driving force in reporting most of these sightings, yeah. uh, and her articles are probably a crucial part of why Mothman is so popular. Didn't she yep. um, Didn't she pass recently? No, she passed a long time ago. Like It was okay. before the Mothman prophecies came out, she passed. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I can get you an exact date, but I don't know. She well, passed don't need to soon know. after. <laughs> she passed. He doesn't. Soon. He doesn't care that much. He just. But like, no, I care. I care. I care. I'm not heart. I just. I don't. I don't care about the date. Yeah. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. <laughs> he cares the bare minimum. Wants to care about death. <laughs> uh, so the sightings being reported in November had everything from uh, just giant birds mm. that weren't. Half man, half bird, just giant birds. Thunderbird type uh, situation. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, m- more Mothman sightings, uh, including, I noticed, more than a few that said the creature flew uh, like a helicopter. What? Oh, yeah. Jake, explain this to me. What's it that mean? Like, like a helicopter. It's spinning? Yeah, like sort of like didn't like. It doesn't like. It's whole body. spin, yeah. It doesn't like. It doesn't flap its wings. Its whole body just spins in the air. No. Yeah. Yes. It's, it, it, that's that's the whole thing with Mothman, though, right? Is that no one really sees it flapping its wings. It just kind of so takes glides. off. Yeah. 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 Uh, and along the way, there's also other reports of strange activities. Uh, along with all these reports, also came a whole bunch of theories debunking what people were seeing. Mm, weather boo. balloons. Yeah. Owls. Uh-huh. Uh, a farmer actually shot like a large owl, but um, the witnesses of the Mothman encounters... They saw the dead owl and they said, that's nothing like what we saw. Debunked. Right, yeah. And even I saw something that someone said it was like a uh, 
government testing like jetpack technology. Huh. Mm, I've heard like, that one. But like, yeah, I've never heard that one. That's, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I heard it was like less- Russian, Russian, like Russians were were using the the plant to that- to test like jetpack. See that technology? one technology. That one, which that's me, more believable than a Mothman. That's right. just as. That sounds to me. to me like it's uh, stupid, and I don't believe it. So, move on. Yes, boys, I, it's okay? for dummies. Yes. Yeah, we okay, don't like that cool. one. We don't like that one. But none stuck more than uh-huh. everyone's favorite yeah. favorite excuse: the Sandhill Crane. Yep. <laughs> exactly. A professor from West Virginia University. Oh boy, here we go. Named. Robert Smith, really, of uh, of the Cure, Boys right. Don't Cry. Of the thing. Cure. Uh, I Boys think Don't Cry is actually about how no one believed his theory. Right. So I think like, Boys I think his Don't Cry. His full name is Robert the Jerk Smith. I think that's what we're going to call him <laughs> from here on. Out. Robert the Jerk Smith. Yeah. He said it was so easy to debunk, and what? that it was just a misplaced sandhill crane that everyone was seeing. Even though there's like hardly any reports of a sandhill crane. Yeah, being in the area, and also I don't think sandhill cranes fly like helicopters. Right. So, ho- Fuck so no, they flap their wings. Yeah. I don't so, think they fly a hundred miles per hour. Yeah. So, ho- yeah. so hoity-toity, Mr. Robert Smith came from WVU, acting like he knew everything, acting like king shit, and yeah, he uh, came from Morgantown, the city. I know. It's, I live right down, right down the road, and uh, he's acting like a big shot, and but he doesn't know nothing, right? Boys, yeah, he's a little chump. Is, is that what is that what the people yeah, of, of Morgantown, West Virginia are they are they the big shots of West Virginia? Yes. Well, yeah, we yes. are, and I don't it like is. it. It's <laughs> and it's all thanks to Robert Smith. It's all thanks to Robert West Smith. West Virginia and Morgantown and West Virginia they had a good reputation, and then Robert Smith came along. Totally ruined Robert it. the Jerk Smith came yep. along, and he came everything. in and he said, "Ooh, Sandhill Cranes." What? You <laughs> heard man. it on Moth Boys yeah. first. We all hate the Cure. <laughs> no, 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 wait. No, go go back. We hate Robert Robert Smith, the WVU professor. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so That's yeah, what we yeah. were getting at. Okay, yes. okay. I don't want I don't want the actual Robert Smith, you. who's a big listener of the podcast, yeah. to be upset. So. Yes, please don't. Robert boys, Smith. Boys don't cry. Just like heaven, baby. Yeah. Uh, I just combed through all the November sightings. Here are a few that stuck out to me the most. Um, this one was from the uh, Small Town Monsters documentary, Mothman of Point Pleasant, the first one. I think that's nice. what it's called. Yep. Uh, so in November 1966, Bob Bosworth and his friend Alan Coates uh, were riding around on their hogs. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, yeah Tim were. Allen yeah. style, baby. Uh, <laughs> so basically they were riding around on their hogs. Uh, and then- Can you in- say wild hogs? They were riding around on their wild hogs? <laughs> They're wild. Wild and crazy hogs. Yeah. I like that. I don't want to. Get, I don't want to get sued by Disney. I think just they a, the right. Just to a wild couple hogs. of forty-something-year-olds uh, just riding around in their hogs, man. New balances, <laughs> helmets, leather jackets. Uh, I like and it. I remember in the documentary, um, I think it's like audio of a Jeff Wamsley interviewing him. Yeah, he said, yeah. "Oh, the moon was bright, so we turned off our headlights to just drive in the dark." <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> So these are just two wild and crazy boys. Yeah, uh, they are. They headed to the TNT area because they knew about it. And they're like, let's still go see if we can find the Mothman. So they headed to the TNT area. Uh, and when they arrived at the abandoned power plant, they saw what appeared to be two red eyes looking at them from the roof of the old building. They thought, you know, perhaps someone had just nailed some reflectors to a board just to prank wild hogs like them right. on a late night <laughs> cruises. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> 
they uh, turned in. They tried to lift up the front of their motorcycles to shine its headlight at the roof, but it was too heavy, so they couldn't get their uh, headlights shined. Huh. I have a new hypothesis on this. Yeah, let's hear it. They both weren't riding bikes. One was in a sidecar. <gasps> Ooh, that's fun. Alan, Alan didn't have his... Uh, didn't have his biker they, license, they, so he they, was just in a sidecar. He, he, he was kind of scrunched <laughs> up in the in the thing next to it. Yeah. Come on, he's guys. a sidecar daddy. <laughs> um, so, that's why Tim I was so Allen's heavy. a sidecar daddy. Oh no, Tim Allen's the he. <laughs> he's he's no, a wild hog. He's nobody's sidecar, you asshole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they turned. They tried to lift the motorcycle's headlight to see what it was, but it was too heavy. They decided to go up into the building to check it out. As they entered, the red lights seemed to turn to watch them. Moonlight, since it was very, uh, the moon was very illuminated, uh, was uh, shining through much of the power plant's interior through the large uh, windows. Uh, within the shadow back section of the building, they saw a large six to seven foot tall figure walk forward, stepping across the broken glass covered floor. Wow. So Mothman is a little less than a shack. If you look at it that way, it's not that scary. Right. Right. He's a bit of a small boy. Yeah, yeah. he's he's at most but, a shack. But boys, if you remember- But he also, he also has a shack wings length. Too. Right. But you also have to think right. about this. His, shack on shack wingspan. <laughs> his his legs are, are are log size, though. You got to remember that, though, too. Oh, that's it, true. He, he, yeah, he's, so. he's muscular. Right. So let's not forget about that. So John Travolta-sized calf legs <laughs> and then shack on shack wings. Yeah. That sounds about right. And a Muggsy Bugs jumping ability. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Right. That's going to become important wow. in the next story I tell. So Mothman was walking on broken glass towards them. The figure had broad shoulders and its head to appeared to be sitting on its shoulders with no visible neck like an upside down letter U, which Ooh. tapered to his body like a robin. It came within about six feet of Bob and uh, just stood there. Eventually, the creature slowly turned its body towards the decaying metal grate catwalks within the power plant and began to walk along them. Bob, he was very nervous because they didn't know what it was, shouted out to the figure, still unsure if it was a person, uh, telling it not to go onto the catwalks because they were dangerous. Doesn't sound like a bad boy to me. Uh, no, he's, he's trying to help, if anything, you know? Not a wild hog. Yeah. Weak. For sure. Um, it just continued walking jumped out the window, and they heard something that sounded like wings, uh, but they speculated it also might have been a sound from the coats they had on, because they're probably yeah. wearing those nice leather coats. You know, leather sometimes goes, shh. Yeah. See, this... Th I know that's not... <laughs> <laughs> this story... Because leather makes that sound all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This this story just makes me think that um, every time I hear this story, I've heard it a few times, and I like it. I think it's, it's kind of scary, but I also think it makes Mothman... Or uh, or the creature just sound kind of stupid. Like, it's just, like, walking across on this glass, like, not even caring. Mm -hmm. And then, then it just walks up to them, stares at them, and then just turns around, just, like, looks at them, like, I don't know. It just makes me think of this, like... Uh, maybe it was a dick swinging well, contest. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe it was, like, the Mothman was trying to judge to see if these guys were really wild hogs. Right. And so, when he got close enough, he saw that they weren't, right. and he saw they weren't a threat. So, he's like, you guys aren't wild hogs. Yeah. For sure. Deuces, yeah. yeah. See you guys later. 
and I think uh, that documentary, uh, they did a good job of, uh, that did. was my favorite part of that first documentary, is that sort of mm-hmm. like animated reenactment yeah. of that scene. So I had to include that one. Yeah. Uh, the next one was also featured uh, in the uh, Small Town Monsters documentary, uh, but it was also in uh, Jeff Wamsley's uh, second book about it. Okay. Um, on the late evening in November 1966, at about 11 p.m., after seeing a movie in Ohio, Faye DeWitt's, uh, Faye DeWitt's 16-year-old brother topper okay maybe toper i don't know that's topper. a name that that's, na- that's that's a name that existed in a certain time and that 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 was back in the 60s and that's it's dead now what is it topper, topper. go grab me a, go grab me a malt topper yeah exactly uh, <laughs> here's a penny go get me a malt topper <laughs> so topper drove Faye and her younger sister to the tnt area they were going there because uh, they wanted to prove to the younger kids uh that the creature they heard about at school didn't exist Hmm. So, Faye was 14 at the time, and she was accompanied by her younger sister, Betty, and her younger brothers, um, Ray and Jack, and then Topper was driving. Mm. Oh, boy. I think Topper was a nickname, it says. Um, Okay. As they drove um, at about 50 miles per hour, Faye turned to see something running beside the truck. It had a human-like head and was covered in feathers with large ruby red eyes that took up most of its face. In this case, though, the creature was described as just over five feet tall and whitish and tan in coloration. So what it seems like to me is like between it has one thing. These are the two defining characteristics, whether it has feathers or no feathers. So I don't know if people are seeing two different things or if they're just, I don't know. Maybe it does theory. have feathers. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. It's, it's just, or maybe just, you know, if you're so scared, you can't really get an accurate right. measurement. That's just right. Yeah. Like if I saw something that was a bird, saw a five, at least even a five foot bird following my 50 mile per hour car, I don't think yeah. I'm going to pay attention to the finer details. I literally, literally just crash my car into whatever field is next to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> just be over yeah. it. And just give up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm checking out, brother. And, and you have a driver's license. That's I a do. So, I, yeah. so let's I, yeah. just hope. Let's just hope you never see a, a, a bird creature following your car. Yep. Or else, Mike just instantly crashes yep. into a tree. Yep. <laughs> it's I'm just like, a crow he sees. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, peace out, peace out, fam. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The thing with the car was going 50 miles per hour, and it was keeping up with the car. Uh, her older brother, Topper, uh, drove around a sharp turn towards the power plant in an attempt to try to lose the creature, but it kept up with them and continued to follow. Uh, Faye said the creature got on the roof of the truck and looked at them through the windshield. Oh, man. It Holy then, shit. Uh, that's, isn't that, that's terrifying. <laughs> I would have braked there and then the thing would have just gone, whoo. <laughs> flying. Uh, so he jumped off the vehicle. Uh, and then the creature jumped up to the top of the four-story high power plant and crouched like a gargoyle on a tin roof. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Tin That's roof. Cool. Rusted. rusted. Yes. Um, so Faye's brother, uh, this is the stupidest fucking thing anybody could do. <laughs> Faye's brother got out and began throwing rocks and pieces of coal at the creature. Oh, makes sense. That's good. There's nothing more West Virginia than throwing coal at something. Yeah. I just feel right. like- yeah. Right. Feel like you, that's you, peak West you see, you see something that's weird or strange or you don't like, you just start throwing stuff at it, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he threw a large chunk of coal that landed by the creature's foot. The creature stood up, turned sideways to look at him, and then jumped down from the roof. 
Oh, uh, Topper rushed back to the vehicle and closed the door. The creature spread out a pair of huge wings and glided off into darkness. Wow. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's fucking so wait, was cool. Top, was Topper throwing the rocks? Yeah, Topper was throwing rocks. Yeah, oh, man. He was Topper. just like, I'm a bad... My name's... Shit fucking bird. Yeah. If your name's Topper, I guess it's expected that you're going to be throwing rocks and coal at an unknown yeah. creature. Yeah, I mean... Right. I mean, with a name like that, I don't know. What's his real name? Just Top? Is that his name? Toppers? Toppers, <laughs> toppers don't grow up. Toppers don't grow up. <laughs> That's it. That's a sentence. <laughs> toppers don't grow up, man. They, th- they throw rocks at stuff until something kills them eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Honestly, uh, uh, the creature flew off in darkness. Terrifying. Just insanely crazy. And then the last one that I like to point out for November is the encounter of Connie Carpenter, uh, whose aunt was actually Mary Hire. Oh, wow. Uh, in the Mothman Prophecies, Keel writes, according to her story, Connie, again, describing women, a shy, sensitive 18-year-old, was driving home from church at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday, November 27th, 1966, when as she passed the Mason County Golf Course outside of New Haven, West Virginia, she suddenly saw a huge grave. It was shaped like a man, she said, but was much larger. It was at least seven feet tall and very broad. Uh, The thing that attracted her attention was not its size, but its eyes. It had, she said, large, round, fiercely glowing red eyes that focused on her with hypnotic effect. So there's another mm. person being paralyzed by yeah. the eyes. Right. Um, she said, it's a wonder I didn't run off the road and have a wreck. So that's you, Mike. Uh, right. That's your response, too. Right. Uh, as she slowed her car, her eyes fixed on the monster. A pair of wings unfolded from its back. They seemed to have a span of about 10 feet. Uh, it was definitely not an ordinary bird, but a man-shaped thing which rose slowly off the ground, straight up like a helicopter, silently. Dang. That's pretty cool. Its wings did not flap in flight. It headed straight towards Connie's car, its horrible eyes fixed to her face. Then it swooped low over the head of her car, and she shoved the accelerator to the floorboards in utter hysteria. And then the creature went away. So what it sounds like to me is that this creature has a real problem with vehicles, right? Yes. He's upset about cars, what it sounds like. Secret, uh, like, jetpack technology. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like it's silent. Yeah. And it ah. just goes right off the ground. I think it was the- anti-gravity anti-gravity uh Bob Lazar. Um uh Area 51 science. Yes. Anti-science. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Um you got it, it wasn't just the it wasn't the train industry. It wasn't the uh, Amtrak. They're like, I hate these people driving the cars. We're going to get this creature <laughs> to scare people from driving. Um but one thing I do like to point out with that Connie uh, Carpenter story is uh, she did have a case of uh, conjunctivitis, hmm. uh, like eye irritation and stuff, uh, and swollen eyes that lasted for two weeks due to staring at the creature's eyes. Whoa. Is that pink eye? It could be. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so maybe she just, Mothman farted in her face and she got pink eye from the Mothman. Yeah. Yeah, usually you have to pay pretty good money <laughs> to have an alien fart in yeah. your face. Matt knows because he he's researched. I know it. I've checked it out. Yeah. Matt's really gone expensive. to the deep the deep uh, the deep dark uh, recesses of Reddit to see if he gets someone to uh, <laughs> an alien to fart in his face. <laughs> in search of 
Uh, so in December, uh, the hype started to die down a bit. Less people were showing up nightly to the TNT area, uh, discouraged by not capturing or seeing the creature. Um, on December 7th, John Keel arrived in Point Pleasant to investigate Mothman for the first time. Again, I just like to point out in the Mothman prophecies, how he described Point Pleasant was hilarious. Uh, he basically stated that it was nice and less depressing than most of the areas he visited in West Virginia. Uh, <laughs> he also mentioned that the women I were a lot better fuck. looking than the rest of uh, Appalachia. He's like, usually <laughs> you I... see old, older, uh, weary women, but these were young and cute and stuff. Oh, like, boy. really went into it. So when he arrived to town, he went to the police station to speak with the deputy who was there for the first uh, report. Um, that Scarberry and Mallet uh, case. Yeah. Uh, and the most notable thing he also said is that in his uh, experience, most small town cops tended to have uh, beer guts. Yeah. I and, mean, yeah. Uh, that Deputy Halstead, uh, the deputy in Point Pleasant, wasn't any different. God damn it. <laughs> John Keel's fucking hilarious. John Keel is such a fucking judgmental prick. John Q is the OG insult comedian. That's mm. hilarious. But basically, he said Point Pleasant was nice, not broke like the rest of West Virginia, and the women were better looking, and uh. all small town cops have beer guts. Okay. The, John Keel said it, not me. Yep. Not Jake. Um, so. Not Jake Keel. John Keel. Okay. <laughs> anyway, on the night of December 7th, uh, John Keel visited the TNT area for the first time uh, with Mary Heyer. The Scarberries, the Mallets, as well as Connie Carpenter and her boyfriend, Keith. So he took all their statements, recorded interviews with them, and then they all headed out to the TNT area together. And it was dead now because hysteria has sort of died down because no one was seeing anything. Um, So they arrived at the TNT area at around 9 p.m., uh, and Keel noticed that the party was starting to get an uneasy feeling, uh, and only Connie and her boyfriend Keith were willing to go into the power plant with Keel. Oh wow! Um, wait, so do, wait, wait, wait. They were partying. No, the, the party. Like it's the, a party. A group uh, it's of a, people. It's term, oh, a group. I yeah. thought John Keel was partying with a bunch of youngsters. Well, and- <laughs> that is the TNT area. He's yeah. like. It's true. Hey, hey kids. let's go out to the makeout session. I'm just looking for Mothman. I'm definitely not trying to peep on you guys. Yeah. Jack is like TNT area, ass, gas, or grass. One <laughs> of the three, please. <laughs> uh, so only Connie and Keith were willing to go into the North Power Plant with him. Uh, they went in, Keel climbed the steel ladders, and walked along the catwalks. Uh, that those uh, I want to say the same catwalks that the wild hogs guy thought were dangerous. Right. So yeah. John Keel, he is a true wild hog. He is. Um, yeah. Uh, so they climbed. He was walking to the catwalks. He didn't find anything. Um, so he went for the exit. As they were leaving, Con and Connie uh, suddenly saw two large red glowing eyes by the back wall and screamed. Ooh. Matt, who screamed? Connie, uh, the one with the eye issues. Connie. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I like it. That's good. <laughs> so, uh, so she saw the eyes. She screamed. <laughs> Connie and Keith left the building in a panic, but Keel went back in because he's a wild hog. Uh, he <laughs> shined his flashlight around and searched for something that could have made the lead, uh, the red light. She saw. Uh, again, he found nothing. Uh, when he left the plant to rejoin the group, Keel noticed that everyone was looking at a fence behind the power plant. Mary Heyer said that they saw a tall, dark figure running behind the fence, and they also heard a loud metallic noise, um, which John did not hear inside. At this point, everyone was in a panic. It was hysteria. They wanted to get out of there. 
they're just like, what the hell? We got to leave. We saw those eyes. We heard the metallic sound. And then just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, uh, Mary Mallet, uh, who was one of the uh, four in the first couple, the Scarberry mm-hmm. uh, Mallet encounter, uh, her ear started to bleed Ooh. for no reason. Her ear just started bleeding. Uh, so they're like, we're going to ditch. They ditch. Yeah, we're out of here. Uh, and they all departed the area. Um, and then John Keel, he went back and he said an area by the TNT area, uh, he felt just extreme fear in. Uh, so mm. he sort of thought that was like, like a window area. That's where right. he is. Like he'd walk out of it and feel nothing. And then he said, there's just a stretch of road where he felt just unrelenting dread when he walked in. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so, so John Keel, right? What character from Wild Hogs would he be? William, William H. Macy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was thinking uh, uh, Ray Liotta. I think that was the bad guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it he's was always too. the bad guy. Because John yeah. Keel's a bad, badass. He's not a yeah, fake he biker. He's a real biker. He's Ray Liotta, mama. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, also in December <laughs> of 1966, um, like I said, the reports weren't as uh, frequent, uh, but some of the initial witnesses of Mothman also had other weird things happen to them. Uh, so, you know, Mary, she had the ear bleeding, and mm-hmm. she was an initial mm-hmm. witness. Uh, Marcella Bennett and her small daughter, Tina, She's been dropped to the ground while her mother fell on her. Right. Already exactly. in the story. Yeah. Um, they were driving just outside of Point Pleasant when a uh, red Ford began following her. The driver appeared to be wearing a bushy wig. She slowed down for the vehicle to pass her, but instead it tried to force her off the road. What? She sped up, but the Ford then raced around her and parked sideways on the narrow dirt road blocking her path. What the hell? Marcella uh, warned her daughter to hold on as she hit the gas pedal to the floor. Uh, the stranger in the red Ford, he pulled away quickly and allowed her to pass, and she never saw the man again. So some people think that might be like the first case of a men in black yeah. in the yeah. area. Right. Uh, yeah. Although it doesn't sound like Will Smith to me. Um, maybe mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones. But Sounds like basically- a circus, circus clown. <laughs> Sounds more like a Chris Hemsworth. Yes. International men in black. Definitely. Uh, So Marcella in the span of the month fell on her daughter and then almost got into a car accident, ran off the road with the same daughter. The daughter gets the the, the rough, rough, literally, literally dragged through the mud, you know? I they feel are bad going for little to have Tina. A very yeah. complicated relationship. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I found a note here. Um, Marcella wasn't married at the time, so uh, her daughter's name was Tina, and I was wondering if that was a homage to uh, her dad, Terry Tibbs. Uh, oh, huh. Uh, that's a rumor I heard. Is yeah. that uh, Terry Tibbs um, actually is the father to uh, Tina? Interesting. Uh, that could yeah, you live with is. him. Is that is that true? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Do you wow. ever pay any child support? Oh hell no, he's a scumbag. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Terry Tibbs. You're no longer our most listened to episode, Terry Tibbs. Fuck you. Um, so uh, around this same time, Linda Scarberry also claimed that in December of 1966, she saw Mothman again. Okay. A lot of people think she was a one and done, but according to Mothman, the facts behind the legend, uh, she saw Mothman quite a few times, but the most notable one to her 
um, was the second time she saw them. I uh, saw Mothman. Uh, so she said, the second time I saw Mothman was a month after uh, we first saw it, when we lived on 13th Street. The roof slanted down at an angle from the upstairs bedroom window. I looked out that window one night, and it was sitting on the roof close to the window. It was sitting down with its arms around its legs and wings folded around itself like it was trying to keep warm. It huh. had its head turned sideways, looking in through the window as if it was curious. Huh. He likes, he likes to look in windows, too. He hates cars and yeah. loves looking in windows. But this so. interview was a 2001 interview, so that's way after the fact. Oh, okay. Um, she could be maybe embellishing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it was in Jeff Wamsley's book, so I had to mention it. Of course. Right. Um, but she claims she's seen Mothman many a times, and if she ever saw it again, I think she has passed now, but if she had ever saw it mm-hmm. again, she would never tell anybody because she just wants it to be left alone. Wow. Hmm. Hell Yeah. So, yeah, that's how December finished. Uh, as 1966 came to an end, uh, something strange was again happening in Point Pleasant. Ooh. The monster sightings were few and far between. However, something new, something even crazier, had begun to happen, which shaped the tale of the Mothman in Point Pleasant in ways most don't even know. Oh. And that's the end of episode one. Wow. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That was a tight-ass cliffhanger. Yeah, it was. That was good, That was Jake. very good. Thank you. Wow. He's breathing now. Jake can breathe. You can breathe now, buddy. <gasps> you did it. So wow. we come to the conclusion, because we're not doing the real fake thing, because we've yeah. got to do a whole other episode. Right. right. But can we do a real or fake on this? John Keel. Real or fake? He is a true wild hog. He's a real wild hog. I would say. Yeah. I would say. Uh, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go even further. I'm going to say real investigator, real wild hog. Okay. I yep. agree. He's real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then I guess lastly, uh, Mothman, do you think they noticed the muscular legs because the thing was so big? Or do you think the legs were just that muscular? I I think, honestly, that they're just, they're so massive that they just, you know, they saw them. And, they think and that's they why he wobbled. Bulging. Because, right. Because they were so. Bulging. It was gym day. It was leg, leg day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Well, that's all I have. Um, wow, good two job, weeks, Jake. We will go to the conclusion of Mothman in Point Pleasant, and then in four weeks, the tale doesn't end there. It doesn't. Hell no, it doesn't. As Matt, Papa's well, going to bring it back. Exactly. So, yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Papa yeah. is going to bring, bring it back. It back. <laughs> uh, do we have any uh, reviews or anything? Nah, no reviews. No. Uh, no. Come on, give us five star reviews if you like. Please, yeah, review us. This please. is our first deep dive, and if you like this, we might be doing it in the future. Yeah, we're trying please. something a little different. Um, mm-hmm. We're trying to stick on a topic for four episodes. Wow, that's hard for and us. We too. usually can't even do it for four minutes, like you said. Right. I yes. thought we did a pretty good job. That was good. Uh, Matt yeah. only made one obscure movie reference. Yeah. Um, Rain of Fire. Rain of Hell Fire. Yeah. Um, the Fast and the Furious reference that definitely was justified because it yeah. was a very Fast and the Furious situation. Yeah. Uh, I think we did good. Um, give us a five-star review if you like this. Oh, um, yeah. And don't say anything mean because that just hurts my soul. Yeah. Yeah. Is that- and if you hurt Jake's feelings, I'll uh, beat you up. Yep. Has anybody got any shout-outs or anything? Um, I want to I wanna talk real quick about events. So yep, we do got a lot of events. September 11th, Braxy Bazaar. Yep. September 18th, 17th. 17th, 18th, 19th? 
18, yeah, 17, 18, 1872. 1872. Okay. The Mothman Festival. Hell yeah. The Mothman Festival. And then in November, we've got CryptidCon. Yep. Woo! Yep, that's going to be a blast. And then in August of 2022, we have Cryptid Bash 2. Yeah, baby. Part 2. Yeah. With Mark McGrath and Shaq. Yep, hell yeah. Well, Mark McGrath is going to get be giving free uh like uh like frostings. Yeah. Tips. Oh yes, he's uh, frosting he's frosting tips. your tips. Yeah. For a he's donation to Morgantown tips. Art Party. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's the raffle. That's his that's his raffle prize. He'll he'll give you frosted tips. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right everybody, thank you for joining us for Mothman Part 1. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Do it, Take dude. Take your shirt off. Is that <laughs> fine? Fucking party, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah.